Hello, everybody. We are joined today by Stella Stephanopoulos. Hi. Fellow Greek. Yes. Another Greek. went to Mars. <laughs> I thought there were three of us, but it's okay. You're the honorary Greek. I am pretty honorary at this point. I think I've earned my stripes. You've definitely earned your stripes. Blue and white, baby. Yeah, exactly. She is the host of, I almost said co-host, because I'm so used to us being co-hosts. I, you do it all on your own. Um, host of Everyday Endorphins. You Thank can find you. her everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep. All listening platforms, Spotify, Apple, wherever you prefer to listen, that's where the show is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you started your podcast, when you started it, and why? That is kind of a loaded question that I feel like I could go on and on about, so I'll try to keep it brief, but the name, like, Everyday Endorphins actually originated... My Which freshman, I love, by the way. Thank yeah, you. I love, love the name. See, like, I came up with it freshman year of high school. This is 2014. I don't know wow. how my brain, like, how it popped into my brain. And it was an Instagram account. So remember, like, back then, there were, like, these really popular fitspos, like, fitness Instagrams, like, food blogs. That was yeah. kind of emerging. Yes. I was like, you know what? I wanted to create this, like, fun Instagram account and... At the time, I had joined a rowing team in high school. So my high school, I went to Bronx Science. We didn't have a crew team, but I had like joined a club team. And we rode down the Harlem River, which was not the most cleanly. (laughs) Glamorous. Not glamorous at all. Um, But it like. Just be careful you don't fall in. Oh, I fell in. No. Stop. I have lots of like horror stories about the Harlem River. Your immune Um, system's probably really, really strong. Yeah, you probably have a little bit of everything going on. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I would hope so. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't get sick too often. Um, But. So I had joined the crew team in high school and I was not very athletic growing up. Like I had done yoga for a long time and I danced, but I didn't like contact sports, like anything physical. I was just like, that's not for me. But when I joined this crew team, I wanted to create this Instagram as a way to just like blog essentially about the workouts I was doing at the boathouse, like the food I was eating. Um, I really got like interested in this like health kick. Yeah. And so that's the content I was posting primarily. And then when I got to college, I kept it up a little bit here and there. Like I didn't continue to row because it was just too much of a time commitment. But as I started to post more things in college about like the workouts I was doing at the gym or the food I was eating at the dining hall, it didn't really feel like authentic. Like no one wanted to see another smoothie bowl on their feed. I was like, what value is this providing? And I actually like when I started the Instagram in high school, people like made fun of me. Like I have the receipts and it's funny because I'm like friendly with the girl that posted this now, but like back then it was like really mean. She basically like posted a photo of just making fun of me essentially. Like just like finished my bag of Skittles, like so healthy, like making fun of the things I was posting, which I get like it was like low hanging fruit, like easy to target, but. And high schoolers are ruthless. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't imagine if I did this in middle school, like the backlash I'd get. Except now, of course, it's like cool. No, now it'd be cool. Now it'd be cool to have a blogger Now there's like 12 year olds with like six figure deals on (laughs) TikTok. Yeah. So maybe I should have started this in eighth grade. (laughs) (laughs) High school, it was not very welcomed. And and so when I- Instagram was still new too. It was, it was definitely new. Mm -hmm. I remember like I had made an account like in seventh grade. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty new at that point. But in college, I was posting, you know, similar stuff, and it just didn't feel really um, in alignment with, like, my understanding of health. Like, it wasn't about eating a salad every day. And, like, my happiness wasn't 
derived from like how I was looking on the outside. It was more how I felt on the inside. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I just wanted to kind of discontinue with the Instagram because I didn't feel like I had anything to share. Um, And then COVID hit. I was studying abroad, sent home, and I had a ton of time on my hands. And it wasn't until the end of that summer before going back to school for my senior year where I was like, I kind of want to like bring her back. Like, let's bring back everyday endorphins. And backstory, um, in college, I, my major was a combination of philosophy and neuroscience and psychology. So I was always so interested. Cool. Yeah. I yeah. was like, very interdisciplinary, always interested in the human like brain, the mind or behavior. Um, and I also minored in creative writing and had done a lot of like creative writing work in oh and God, outside of school. What didn't you minor in in college? Yeah. <laughs> or major in? It was really finance and just finance, like the driest, yeah, I, the driest possible major. I also had a minor in like strategic management in our business school. What? So, just to give you the whole picture. Yeah. But and like Stella went to Bronx Science. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for people who don't know, Bronx Science for, is for literally like gifted a children. Geniuses. <laughs> I had always had these like creative passions, you know, mm-hmm. in college and growing up. And so one, once the summer hit of 2020 and I was about to go back to school, I was like, well, let me bring back this Instagram and let me repurpose it into a way to promote a podcast. That way I can like kind of flex my like journalism interests, interview people, mm-hmm. um, share stories. And, and I had also grown a passion for mental health because I had a friend, a close friend in college who uh, suffered from mental health issues that I kind of saw from like day one of college till I graduated. And so I started to realize how important this topic was and um, always had like a natural passion for like self-care and self-help and um, kind of like seeing these things in a more philosophical lens. So all of that kind of came together to inspire me to start the podcast. So I started it the fall of my senior year and it's been a little over a year and a half now. Wow. Wow. Were you a podcast fan? Because I... Stella and I were at like a Greek event and I'm like die hard podcast fan. Like I listen to disgusting amount of podcasts every day. You really and do. It's in, it's all I do. Like yeah. I don't even listen to music. You, but you listen to ours too, right? Yeah. I, don't worry. I definitely, I've listened to each episode like five times. And, but, and like during COVID my obsession grew and I ran into Stella. We hadn't seen each other in a while because I was in school and then she was in school. And you were like, I have a podcast. And I was like, get the hell out of here I think I had told Connie and she was like go tell Mariana yeah and when I told you you like to answer your question no I don't really like this is the irony I really to this I didn't really listen to a lot of podcasts wow now I like try to get into a better habit Mm -hmm. um but like we're on opposite ends of the spectrum like when I told Mariana she was like oh my God, like I am a podcast fanatic. And so I was so happy to like share that I had this show because then you became a listener and it was just so great to kind of like have you support my community, what I'm doing. Um, And now the both of you are, you have your own podcast. Like it's, it's so great to get into. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the kind of person like when I get home at after a night out, like it could be 3 a.m., Taking my makeup off and brushing my teeth, I'm listening to to a a podcast. podcast. (laughs) Like I'm a psycho. I don't know. I love them. So I know also that you're a certified yoga instructor yes actually some news on that come take my class at core power <gasps> no I way love Cor- yeah the first time katie tried core power was with me in boston when oh i went God. to visit her at school okay well you have to come. there's one right which here. location perfect for you nomad Oh, oh my god! But I can sum up the Upper East Side. Is that the one that we went to? Yes. and it was the like instructor never showed a whole up. Issue, yeah. Oh, that's tea. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I'll never do that. <laughs> I was. They had Core Power in Boston, 
I started trying it. I got hooked. I almost did my wanted to become an instructor because that's how much I liked it. Wow. Oh, you could totally do it. Like they they run teacher trainings. See, the problem is all I'm the time. not. Like I see your videos. Like I'm not flexible. <laughs> you can do it. That's a misconception. You have to be flexible. flexible. No, you don't have to be flexible to do yoga. You can do it. I'm and like growing your flexibility. Not not. Katie, you flexible. could like do a split. I don't know if I still could do a split. At I one can't point touch in my, my life, I could. But yeah. No, I'm really not flexible. Well, my class is in like a very heated room. So if you come, it'll... So is yours like the core power too? I'm not teaching C2. I'm teaching hot power fusion. Oh, I love okay. that one. Oh, you've taken it? Yeah, I've taken that one. I She's taking every single one. Everyone. Oh my... I, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I used to buy... I, I used to have a membership. Come to my class. Wednesday nights. Candlelit and Sunday afternoons. I love the candlelit one. Oh, let's do the candlelit one. I'm down. Let's do it. We can make a whole date out of it. It'll be fun. Oh my God. Okay. So how did you get into yoga? When did that start? And what was the process like getting certified? Yeah. Well, how did I start practicing yoga? Um, Honestly, do you remember pure yoga? I think it's still here on the Upper East Side. Um, My mom and I used to go a lot when I was younger, like I was eight or nine at this point. Oh, wow. Um, you were so young. I was little. She would go because like she was like, I'm going to try yoga. And then I'm an only child. And so she would just kind of take me everywhere she went. Right. So she'd just kind of like That's leave fun. me at the studio in the lobby to like hang out while she was taking class. And then I ended up getting bored and she was like, you know what? Maybe you should just try coming into a class with me. So she asked like the teacher if I could come. And I was like an eight or nine year old in these like adult vinyasa heated <laughs> classes. Mm-hmm. So I just started going and Um, I had done ballet. I, you know, I was very like into, um, more creative forms of movement. And so I think that's why I really enjoyed yoga. Then I didn't like it because as a kid, of course you like want to rebel against your parents. So I like went to yoga and then I like stopped going because I was like, I don't want to go with my mom anymore. Um, but it showed up for me in ways I couldn't have anticipated like in middle school, especially in high school when I was rowing, it was like a really nice way to decompress like on a Friday afternoon after practice or like just a way to help manage my stress. It was less about the, like the workout. It was more about like feeling good in myself And so I just kind of kept it up and it was something that like really grounded me in college. Like I'd go once a week to the studio yoga six in St. Louis. Um, and it just really like, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to put into words how much I, um, I love yoga. And so when I ended up getting my certification last summer, I had graduated from college. I went to Bali. It was this like huge thing. It was just the most incredible time in my life. It was exactly a year ago from like yesterday or the other day. Um, so I'm like kind of nostalgic right now, but, um, something that I learned in my teacher training was how yoga actually can, it's meant to like regulate your nervous system. So there's a lot of like science behind the practice. It's not just like you meditate and like the world is great. That's not how it works. (laughs) There's a lot of misconceptions around the practice of yoga and meditation. Um, and I think there's like a picture that's painted around people who are yogis, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, she must be so, so Zen. And no, I'm not like, I'm not just like sitting on like the top of a tree, like meditating, like sitting (laughs) under a tree meditating. Um, but it's, it's about, you know, incorporating these practices into your day-to-day life. That's where you yield the most benefit. Okay. So bring it back to everyday endorphins. What, what can people expect when they come to, you know, everyday endorphins on Spotify or on podcasts store on, on Apple? Yeah. So really the, you know, the endorphins are the happiness hormone, the runner's high. It's like getting that endorphin kick. And so what I'm trying to promote on the podcast is redefining what it means to like live a purposeful life, you know, talking about mental health and happiness by discussing more of like the nuances of wellness and, 
um, really promoting um, the the importance of finding those things that bring you that sense of joy, the, that endorphin spark in your day to day life, and kind of you know. As I mentioned earlier, my understanding of health and wellness really shifted in college. And so what I'm trying to do is kind of help my listeners feel like they're in control of their own health and well-being um, and feel like a sense of empowerment to take care of themselves. I think our age group in particular, like being young adults, you know, we see like taking care of ourselves as a chore. Like, oh my God, I have to go to bed early. I have to. It's so much work to do this. And like why make it a chore when you can actually make it fun for yourself? Mm -hmm. And how can you get excited to take care of yourself? Um, You know, it's so much easier to be like going out every weekend, weekend, staying out so late. And like, obviously that's fun. Like we all have been there. We all do that. And as we should, we should enjoy our lives, but there are also other ways to enjoy your life and, and do it in a way that's like going to better your health and your, your physical, your, Mm -hmm. your mental health, your emotional health and well-being. And so I think I really, um, you know, I have a really wide variety of guests that come on. I've had doctors and therapists who've talked about, um, like the gut brain connection and, you know, anxiety and depression and, um, topics more directly linked to mental health. And then I've had, um, people that are in the creative space. Um, I had the founder of Rowing Blazers come on to talk about his, process for starting a a fashion startup and he was also a coxswain in in college and um you know he was very you know involved with athletics uh growing up as well but I've had interior designers architects just people kind of all across the board peers of mine um and it's all around the common theme of you know what brings you endorphins that's the question I ask everyone like what makes you happy what what brings you that sense of joy in your day-to-day life. And those are the things I think we really need to anchor on because no matter your predisposition to like, I don't know, having anxiety or depression or whatever, there, there's always something you can do to change your mindset. There's Mm -hmm. always something you can do to feel 10% happier. And that's what I believe we need to focus on. I also feel like it's true. Like, and I feel like it's so unique to each person. And like, I, I think with social media, while I think it's a great outlet in terms of it's given people so many other things where you're like, oh, I see this influencer doing this. Like, maybe I should try that. Maybe it'll make me feel better. I see this person doing this. It does give us an opportunity to share what we're doing for self-care or for those endorphins. But I think it also then puts almost like a weird pressure on it where you're like, I think I need to be meditating every day. I need to be doing this every day. I should, like... For me, like, I feel like I see so many influencers having these, like, crazy nighttime routine and morning routines, and I tried so hard for so long to, like, get that, and I was like, it it feels like a chore for me. Like, it's not something that, like, I feel like I totally need, sure, would I probably get better sleep if I, like, turned my phone off and, like... It's hard. It's It's hard. It started feeling like a chore. It's, yeah, I mean, I do think it's very personal to each like everybody, but I also think like you can't force certain things in your life because if it doesn't come naturally and it's not something that you're willing to continuously repeat, it's going to immediately exit your life the second you don't have time for it or whatever else. Like you're going to make time for the things that you want to make time for. Exactly. And so it's like, well, how do we get our age group, our generation excited to take care of their mental health. Like, how do we bring that awareness to them? Um, Because I feel like it's not really thought about until you're suffering. Exactly. And like, you want to be proactive, not reactive. 
exactly like. and like let's prevent the problem and yeah. also like it just be you know i think just because um one person maybe suffers more than another person doesn't mean that the other person's issues aren't valid and you know everything i think i, I just think that the conversation needs to be broadened um because you know when we do talk about mental health it's largely focused on mental illness yes so how can we broaden this conversation to to discuss what it means to actually take care of our mental health regardless if we're suffering with depression or anxiety or whatever Mm -hmm. so I'm really passionate about this subject in particular clearly and so I I try to have like this theme around um all my my episodes kind of tie back to that I love that I mean, I think what you're putting out there, your message is so needed. Yeah, Thank especially you. in like post-pandemic world yeah. and with everything going on in our world today, it's like the mental health crisis is out of control. And like, I think everyone needs to pay a little bit closer attention to like their mental health, their mental health. Like I always say it to my parents because like they're very old school and like, are like medicine is medicine but like they don't understand that there's like the mental health aspect of it i mean i think now they do more especially because there's so much more evidence and research around it and you see it like open up a newspaper and look at what's going on in our world like a lot of this is due to mental health issues and it's i feel like such an issue that needs like something that's so important that maybe a lot of parents aren't prioritizing for their kids and as a result like a lot of kids and like even like when I was going through stuff in college and I would like feel down like I didn't know what to do because like it's not like I grew up with therapy like no like go to church if if you're having problems go to church go light a candle right literally and that's what I did I would start I started going to church and I feel like a lot of parents still default to mental illness versus mental health and well-being right all around right because they're like you don't have an illness, so, like... You're not depressed. You're, right. You don't have anxiety. That doesn't mean you don't struggle with anxiety. Exactly. It doesn't exactly. mean you don't struggle with... Whatever it is, you're having a bad day. Like... Exactly. There are practices that, like, you can put into place that don't need to be, as you said, reactive to a specific mental illness or disease. Totally. It's, I, it's funny that you mentioned, like, the church comment because I remember learning in one of my classes that, like... Um, people that are more spiritual. So like whether or not you get that from like going to church mm-hmm. or like just any, me- whatever, like there's a yeah. meditation in that. Indirectly. 100%. So in a way, maybe that your parents are kind of onto something, but I get the point you were trying to make in general. Like I, I didn't grow up going to therapy either. Uh, and there was never like a blatant need for me to go. Right. Whereas, right. But like, uh, it's funny because now with my parents following along with what I'm doing, like they've definitely been more receptive to like, the conversations I'm having Interesting, and yeah. have been like asking me like, Oh, how do you feel about this thing? Or, Oh, how do you feel about that thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so f- interesting to kind of see their perspectives be broadened, I guess. Um, because I think their generation in particular, like our parents, it's, yeah. it's not something that they've ever it was talked very, about. Yeah. There was a reason to go. It wasn't just like, I'm going to go and like check in on my mental health and see yeah. if I'm okay. But it also is, it's not, Therapy doesn't need to be to fix something, but mental illness or mental health doesn't also have to mean therapy. Right. Exactly. And that's a really good point too. Your skincare routine. Exactly. Yeah. It could mean going to church and lighting a candle. Yeah. I mean, it could mean really anything. That's such a good point. And I think that's 
it, it all ties back to like really what I'm trying to share around this concept of finding those things that bring you endorphins. Yeah. Like if you can hold on to that, if you can have those sacred spaces that like, if, if you can bring happiness into your day, if you can seek that out and hold on to that, like that's so powerful. And I've had such interesting responses from like, um, like this, the walk that I go on, like listening to this particular song or like being with my daughter or, um, this like one particular perfume that I wear, like scent obviously is like totally. so tied to emotion. Yeah. And, and so, and oftentimes like there's a million things that bring people joy. A lot that I, I hear is, um, spending time with my friends mm-hmm. and something that I learned in my positive psychology class is the number one predictor of our like well-being and our life satisfaction is the strength of our relationships. Yeah. So no wonder like being around people make us happy, makes us happy. And then of course, no wonder COVID isolating us like in parallel there's like this huge mental health epidemic happening so it goes like you know people are so impactful on our on our well-being and so that's why it's important to have good friends <laughs> and like yeah, a good support true. System. and that's it interesting too to say because like I feel like I'm one of those people like I feed off of others energy like I'm definitely very energetic on my own but like <laughs> I I feel happiest like when I'm with all of my cousins, like, I'm in heaven. And then when it, I'm like, with... It, fills you up. Oh, like, yeah, my heart could explode. Versus some people are like, it drains me. Right, mm-hmm. yes, being with... Fa- right. And then when I'm with my friends, because I feel like I'm with my family all the time, I cherish the time with my friends. And, like, I like even this Saturday, it was me, Katie, and one of our close friends from growing up. And... I was just, like, so content. Like, when I'm with my, like, close friends, especially girls I grew up with, like, I'm so content and happy in that. And I feel like a lot of people think, oh, self-care is, like, sitting alone in your apartment with a face mask on, painting your nails, and, like, listening to Zen and, like, having a cup of tea. Which, like, that's self-care also. But sometimes, like, for my mental health, I've noticed, like, I need to be with people. Yeah. But, like certain people like I'm not gonna you know what I mean and that's actually a really good point too because I feel like it's so easy to always say yes to things yes especially like in our age group and like being a young adult in New York like always feeling the need to say yes and like well, and do something. Well, there's a thousand like, endless things to there's do so at many all things. hours every single and, day. And like I found sometimes I've like wasted my time with people, being around people that like I'm not energized by. Right. Just for the sake of like doing something. And saying yes. And, and it's you're like, doing the right thing. And exactly. And it's like, well, or why like what did you're I supposed just do to be that? Doing. Yeah. And so I think it's about really being intentional with who you're spending your time with. And I then agree. Follow, like following how you feel after an interaction like with that person, like, oh, I felt really good after that interaction. Like I should spend more time with them. Going off of your, you know, interest in mental health, how do you think growing up in the city and living here now affects people's mental health? That's a really good question. I did not see that one coming. I don't think I, and I get like, I feel like all of us would relate to this because we all grew up here. Like, because this is where we grew up, we had nothing to compare it to. Like, I didn't See, know. I any- did. So I grew up in between the city and New Jersey. I oh. had a parent in each for a long time. Okay. So I went back and forth. I never found myself comparing the two, to be completely honest. You don't right? know anything different. I mean, I, I didn't like, I don't know. I just felt like 
my, so I grew up on the Upper East Side and then when I was in high school, my family moved to Riverdale, which is in the Bronx. So like mm-hmm. I moved out of Manhattan. I'm back now in Manhattan, but I think there was definitely like a change of scenery then. I mean, all my friends were still in Manhattan at that time, even though our high school was in the Bronx because I went to Bronx Science. But um, just growing up in New York in general, being in such a fast paced environment, yeah. like you you see that as like the norm. Like I right. didn't think anything of it. Like that's I just what it was. I didn't think New York was fast paced. Yeah, you think it's exactly. Telling I didn't me think it was. it was dirty until people were like, New York's disgusting. And yeah. like also, and I started to see and experience yeah. other things, and I was like, oh wait. I mean, <laughs> post COVID. I mean, yeah, it's different. Yeah, post COVID, New York is dirty. But also, like, I kept it, my like no denying. ten block radius on the like. Right. I, I didn't go to the too. Lower East Side. Like exactly. I was, like as a kid, when you're ten, you're not going. You know, so That's it's just a too. whole different experience. And now I'm more downtown, like near you, Mariana, and like being more downtown, I think. It's interesting now as a young adult experiencing New York in a whole different light. I always say the time I feel like overwhelmed in the city because like I work in Midtown and walking to the office like it's crazy. Yeah, the only time I feel overwhelmed too, I'm definitely Midtown. And there are times I literally I just want to scream. I'm like, oh, like can everyone just freeze? Like freeze for two seconds. (laughs) I didn't even like realize it either until like going back to the office. Yeah, exactly. And I forgot about it. It's funny because like. We all basically grew up here, and we even feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to, we'll go into Self-care. a rapid fire segment, and then we'll do the five Fs with Stella. First rapid fire, what are your top three like self-care hacks that are your go-to when you're mm-hmm. like feeling down? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I have like a list of like maybe like five really close friends. Um that are just constantly like up to date with things going on in my life. So Mm -hmm. I always kind of go to my friends first for support, whether or not they're like asking for it. Um, I always go to my friends for advice. So I feel like if I just want to feel like good, I'll text them or call them or just call someone out of the blue because I find that to be really energizing. Um, I've recently really gotten into lighting a candle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me too like, actually that's really funny you say that recently like I was never into candles and it really wasn't until this past month where like every single night I would light this candle in my room and like it just I don't know what it would do like psychologically just made me feel like no okay, me like, too chill. it's I don't know like the light like I don't know what mm-hmm. it is but it just it really made me feel better when I was like feeling tired or down or whatever I just like light the candle and it was just great and then another self-care hack um I mean, in college, whenever I like wasn't feeling great, I would always make sure to like book a yoga class. So really like making the time to go to yoga really did help me a lot. Um, And so now maybe it's a little bit different because I'm also teaching. So it's it is a hobby, but like I'm afraid the joy might be taken out a little bit because now it's like the obligation to teach. Right. But I think there's also joy in it of itself of teaching. So I'm excited to kind of explore that. Yeah. But yeah, I would say like the candle yoga and like talking to close friends really helps me like get out of a funk or just like feel better. Those are good. And those are all very relatable easy to implement. They are. Yeah. Easy which to I like. Yeah. Um, okay. Favorite neighborhood in the city. I really love, I don't want to say the West village, like every other person. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, I, I like Chelsea a lot and like meatpacking, but yeah. to be honest, the Upper East Side is, has my heart. Same. I also am very nostalgic about the Upper East Side because that's know. where I grew up. Same. I, 
and especially it's just, when you like are downtown more like you see how residential being like upper east or such west a different vibe yeah and so i always miss it when i'm up here it's more of a neighborhood yeah okay your favorite spot to go out in the city oh like a specific place yeah oh my god i'm gonna sound it's like hard oh. oh you have one no i don't i'm thinking i'm okay. thinking of a place um are you more of like a bar club or like lounge vibe girl probably more a bar okay so here i don't know if this is my favorite but i've one of have a great story at this place um i really like um the bathtub gin oh my it's god i've been there the speakeasy yeah there too. what's re- the story okay so <laughs> my friend and i um crashed this so we went i wanted to go for halloween last year with my friend nicole um just for like a drink and then like see where the night was going to take us so we weren't planning on like staying there the whole night we pull up to the bathtub gin and there's a bouncer out there and we were like oh we're like we're here to get in and he was like it's closed for a private party and I was like like what like who's throwing a private party on Halloween like that's annoying like I wanted to go so (laughs) my friend and I were just kind of like lingering outside of the the door and I was like you know what I'm gonna just like see if I can finesse my way in so I was like oh like um like Erica's part like we're here for Erica's party and then I think I'd like guess the name correctly or something or like her name started with an e that's so and he like let us in and then people at the it was like invite only so I we didn't know anyone there and these guys started talking to my friend and I and we're like oh how do you know like blah 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 I forget her name and we just like completely finessed like a fake story like oh my (laughs) god it was just so So much fun she ended up being like this woman in congress or something stop or like maybe not like okay don't quote me on this like something in government like she was running for like to be the district attorney right and so it was this whole thing it just ended up being like a really funny night um that I'm never gonna forget and so I think for that reason I'd have to say the bathtub gym yeah that's Um, and that's a really good spot perfect so then now coming out of some of these rapid fires this is a good transition into our five f's i think that covers our fun mm-hmm. fitness for sure yes more power, power. 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 what, what t- okay so i teach wednesday nights 8 30 p.m candlelit and sundays at four both perfect. a nomad perfect oh my god i can't wait um okay food yeah. food okay yes your favorite restaurant oh my god you can do like Okay, so I love um, Bouvette. I just love French food. I agree. (laughs) And so just Bouvette always hits. Um, Definitely up there. What are your, what's like your go-to order? Order. Like your favorite thing? Oh, I mean, I love like, they just make really good like scrambled eggs with prosciutto and Parmesan and eggs. I'm always, it's like always a go-to. But like if I'm going to get like French food, like I love a good burger or Mm -hmm. like, like steak frites or honestly... Mussels and fries. Love. That's the best. Just Katie's splitting mussels and fries. Have we? That's the best. We literally go through like we'll we have like a, a weakness. Yeah. Yes, mussels and fries. Now I am. Have you been to Jacques? Yes, I did. I did a, a dinner party event interview there with Jacques, who's the owner. No of way. The, yeah, but like it's fa- like it's like a childhood or like growing up. Like my parents love that place. Yeah, we go there all the time. So always like snack on mussels and fries and so good. They have a great mussels and fries. Yeah. yeah, so good. And then dipping the. Your uh, bread and that's yeah. no it's the and dipping the fries yeah mm. so that's like my and like salmon I always love a good salmon yeah. dish so that's really like the but i also love sushi i don't know i eat everything yeah so. okay okay bouvet very good one. bouvet and, and jacques on the upper east side yeah. yeah two good good ones yeah um so then for fashion 
I was thinking Aloe Yoga Good has one. been doing a ton of like athleisure. Like yeah. they do like regular clothes now, which I really like. Yeah. I you it's like you read my mind. I love aloe. Yes. Aloe's great. Their clothes are super comfortable. They fit really nicely. Um, Yeah. Aloe's like one of my favorite And they hold up. They're worth And like it's definitely expensive, but they do also have sales. Like if you Mm -hmm. get them on like uh, Black Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Cyber Monday situation or just like even as the seasons are changing or if they sell like sometimes Bloomies will like Bloomies sells out and they'll have sales. It's so bad because I need other clothes. Like I need more jeans or more work shirts, whatever. But all I want to do is put my money towards leggings. Like yeah. That's it. So I have to like not buy more aloe, but I love aloe. Yeah. It was funny this year for Christmas, like my cousins and I, we all do Secret Santa. And I'm going to say like 75% of the gifts were aloe yoga. And like, like some of the adults were like, was Secret Santa this year like sponsored by aloe? <laughs> like did somebody get some like special discount? Code? Yeah. Like every single person was getting aloe for each other it's really they're they crush yeah i love aloe yoga so okay so going off of aloe yoga a fad that i've noticed you guys tell me if i'm wrong is the tennis skirts as like outfits like Mm -hmm. legit tennis skirts that you would go and play tennis in yeah as an outfit yeah i like it I think it's a fad. I okay. The reason why I don't so like fad it, slash fashion. I've seen a lot of girls wearing it with like they'll do with like a collared shirt and like a sweater vest mm-hmm. vibe, and it just reminds me too much of like our high school uniform. It does <laughs> that. I'm like like our high school uniform skirt was a light blue and it looked like a tennis skirt, and we would wear it with like even the plaid shirt. one. Like it's just the whole outfit. And it's like pleated. The ple- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I can never wear a pleated skirt again. Like, I literally can't. Like, it just like, Traumatized my, by high school. Yeah, it all, like, in my mind, it automatically gets uniform. associated with, like, my school uniform. Totally. So, I'm it not... It did look a lot like our uniform. Not a huge fan of... I mean, if I played tennis, like... Yeah. And Aloe Yoga tennis. has, um... The ten... <laughs> new ones. Oh, like, in their new collection? Yeah. Um, gotta check it out. Um, amazing. Thanks for joining us for that. Thank <laughs> you, Stella. Thanks, Thanks for joining for us. having me. Yeah. Tell our listeners where they can find you. Yes. You can find the show Everyday Endorphins on Spotify, Apple, all listening platforms. You can find our website or my website. It's just me. <laughs> um, www.everydayendorphins.com. And um, I also have a TikTok, just Everyday Endorphins. The Instagram is everyday with an underscore and then endorphins. Um, and if you just Google my name, it'll all populate on Google. So you can find me there. Perfect. Stephanopoulos. It's try, an and, awful. try and spell that. <laughs> yeah, it, say it ten times fast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do you 